everyone, and welcome to an exciting episode of Broadcast His Love. We have one of my dear friends on, Dr. Allie Simmons. She's a pediatric dentist. You guys, this woman is so smart. And get this, her husband is also a pediatric dentist, and they have three children under three years old. This story is a story of perseverance, and I can't think of a better time to listen to a story of perseverance than right now through the midst of this pandemic. And a scripture that has been helping my husband and I, 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 7, it brings this all into perspective. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Saying those scriptures is hard to say as, you guys, we have big news. When I'm recording this part of the podcast is before we get induced. And we are going to have our second child on Friday morning, May 15th. And... (laughs) We brought nothing into this world. Oh my gosh, we cannot take anything out of this world. So that is just perspective. God is in control of all things. He's in control of all things in your life, in your house, in your income. He's in control of your family and your friends and the decisions we make, the decisions I make, the decisions you make. I will fail you. Your friends will fail you. Your family will, but God will never fail you. And I just pray for godliness and contentment in this season for you and your family. And I just ask for your prayers with this newborn and in the middle of this pandemic, just ask for your prayers to keep our family safe and covered with God's health and protection. Okay, with that, let's dive in. Dr. Allie Simmons, she's awesome. Believe it or not, we recorded this podcast before the pandemic. So when you're listening to this, we are not going to mention coronavirus because that was not a thing when this was recorded. But at the end, we get an update from Dr. Simmons, and it's great because it brings perspective into what she's going through now as a pediatric dentist who is working amidst the coronavirus. Here we go. Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. This is going to be a really cool episode. I'm so excited as a mom um, with another one on the way as well. I have so many questions. We have a pediatric dentist here, Dr. Allie Simmons. She's with Pensacola Kids Dentistry. Perfect, yeah. Yes, yes, we're so happy to have her here, you guys. This is so exciting. And the coolest thing to me about your story, well, it's a lot of things, but you work with your husband. It is awesome, yes. And I know so many people are like, I could never do it, how do you do it? Right. Um, And I think because we met in residency, so we like met doing teeth, right? So it was just sort of, we were used to being there, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just sort of like a natural fit for us. So actually we used to do it where one of us would go to like the hospital and the other one would be here seeing patients and we missed it like we kind of liked having somebody to have your back or if you're with a difficult child that needs your time and attention the worst is getting up to leave to go see somebody else so wow it's nice to be like hey can you can you do this for me so i don't have to leave them and it gives them a better you know experience so i love it it's a lot of fun yeah and you know that he has your back and where we're doing the podcast right now is in your (laughs) office yep So kind of paint the picture of, because uh, we're looking around the walls right now, and this is not your normal dentist office. This is not 
where I would go or you as an adult listening to this podcast would go to get your teeth clean. Like there is some psychology behind this um, <laughs> office space. a little so, bit, right? Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, the great thing about being a pediatric dentist is it's just pediatrics. Okay. So I don't have to worry about the adults. It's all about making it comfortable for the kids, right? So um, like we were saying earlier, like we have little benches that are really close to the ground and yeah. the x-rays are super, super small to make them comfortable. Um, obviously, you want to do the soothing tones, lots of blues and some yellows. Okay. Um, we actually were trying to think of a theme for the office, and we had a dog named Ginger that we loved. Yeah. So we sort of tied that into the office a little bit, too, because a lot of kids feel comfortable with dogs. So right. we have some pictures of dogs. Um, and again, just everything where it's really out in the open so kids can see what's going on, because the biggest thing we found is it's the fear of not knowing what's going to happen. And yes. I sort of feel similar in my life, but yes. you know, a lot of kids, once you sit down and let them feel and see what we're going to do, mm -hmm. it's a great experience. It's just taking that 10, 15 minutes to let them see versus sitting them down, starting them and, and not letting them know what you're going to do. Right. Well, I have so many questions for Yay. you. I mean, these are selfish questions <laughs> at the end great. we're going to get to. Um, I have a toddler. He's one and a half years old. And then I have a ton of mom friends like you yeah. who have kids. And we want to know about how to take care of our kids' teeth starting at a young age. And we are going to get to those rapid fire questions at the end. Um, but first, something that's so beautiful to me about this podcast that I want to highlight are people's stories. And your story is so unique, not only, okay, because you work with your husband, like how did you get to that point in life? That's neat. And you're both successful dentists, but um, how did you get into wanting to know this specific field? Because it's pediatric dentistry. Yeah, well, so I was in dental school and the first two years of dental school is kind of like the school stuff, right? So you sit right. in the classroom, you do the tests, that kind of thing. And then after that, the last two years are where you're really in clinics. So you're kind of in each specialized clinic, um, you know, the oral surgery clinic, the root canal clinic, you know, and you just sort of get more hands-on and figure out, you know, what you like and what you kind of don't like. Okay. Um, and I was selected to actually go to an Indian reservation in North Carolina to work with kids. Wow. And I just thought it would be a really cool thing to do. Um, and when I was there, it just clicked and it was awesome and I didn't want to leave. And I came back and had to go do, I uh, will not forget this, I had to go to an oral <laughs> surgery rotation and there was a big guy, motorcycle, had tattoos and he had a toothache and I was trying to get him numb and he was just crying and screaming and yeah. like ran out and I just remember thinking like, give me a kid any day. Like I will have the patience to sit down and talk to them, but this is just not for me. And yeah. um, after that rotation, actually, um, it, we had two weeks until applications were closed for residency. So I went home one weekend and filled all of it out and sent it in like literally the morning that it was due. Wow. So I mean, that's crazy. a gift though, because I don't meet a lot of pediatric dentists. There's uh, in Pensacola, there's only four, and my husband and I are, are, are two of them. What? Um, so there's not a lot of programs that, that do it. And when you yeah. get into it, our residency program was only five people. Okay. So it's very small. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't think I would get in, but again, I think God had a plan for me and just sort of right. said, go for it and try, and, and I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. And we were talking before the podcast started that you actually were going into broadcast journalism. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you're speaking to the hearts of a lot of the people who are listening because uh, this target is for broadcasters. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, tell us how you got into this from that. So, my mom, I met my stepdad, and we had to move before high school. So I moved from North Carolina to Philadelphia. Yes. And one way I met people was through the news station in high school. And it was actually a pretty big news station. Okay. And where um, was that? In, in well, it was King of Prussia area. So it was like outside of Philadelphia, like 
like 30 minutes. So okay. it's Conestoga High School. Um, okay. And it was a great experience. I got to meet a lot of people and I did like news for four years. Yeah. Um, and I loved it and I applied to college and that's what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and our high school was great. We actually, a month before you graduate, you have to do a rotation. Okay. And so I just thought it would be fun to do something different. My dentist was awesome. She was really young, yeah. um, just had kids and was like, why don't you just come hang out with me for a month? Really? Oh yeah, she was great. And so I thought, well, I mean, why not? This could be kind of cool just to see what it's all about. Right. And she did, um, she was more of a cosmetic dentist, but okay. it was amazing to see. She was so talented. Um, just people would come into our office and just cry and be like, I've never smiled and now I want to smile. And <sighs> it was so moving that as soon as that was done, I graduated, I went to orientation and I switched my major to science. Oh my goodness. So it was crazy how, again, it's like, I feel like in life you look back and you see how things have led you to certain things. Right. And when you're in the moment, you just sort of roll with it or, or almost like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to go with my gut. Exactly. And it's like, well, God moved me here. I would have never done this internship. I would have never applied to dental school. I would have never ended up where I am now. And Right. And looking back, you're able to see where he's moved you. Yeah. In big ways. Super big ways. Super big ways. Yes. Oh my goodness. My mind is blown right now that she came in and like grabbed you and was like, let me show you this. So do you do that now in your life with mm -hmm. others? Yeah. How important is that for you? Super important. So, you know, that was a big thing to me. And so we have a lot of students, um, UWF, you know, has pre-dental students. Right. Um, so we have them come in and rotate with us. A lot of high school students come and rotate. Right. Um, and then actually Neil and I go to UF and, and teach in their sim lab. Really? Some students there. Yeah. We'll go Gators. You know how I feel about that. Yes. <laughs> and I did not go there, but they have almost accepted me like I was one of them. Oh, they're that's awesome. Amazing. So oh, good to hear. Um, <laughs> they're great. I went to UNC for dental school and they were fantastic and yes. just uh, the greatest experience. So it was, it was wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm going to dig a little bit yeah. more because it sounds like you've been, you've lived in a lot of places. Yes. Moved a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so how did you get to Pensacola? So I went to UNC for dental school, okay. and then, as I was saying, I, I like sent all my applications in, and I actually got a couple interviews for, for residency. So it's okay. very similar to medical school, where um, you go to dental school, and then if you want to specialize, you don't have to, but if you want to, you apply to residency, okay. um, and then you match them, and they match you. Okay. So I interviewed a couple of places. Um, my dad was still in Philadelphia, so I applied you know, up there and went and interviewed and loved it. Um, and then I went to UAB, and so I actually matched Philadelphia. I put Philadelphia number one because I wanted to be back next to my dad, and my mom was up there at the time. Okay. Um, but actually matched to Birmingham. Really? So I was, I don't, never really been to Birmingham. I mean, yeah. when you're from like North Carolina, it doesn't seem that far, but you, like this part of the South, uh -huh. you don't really know a lot about. Like right. we went to the beach in North Carolina, so I didn't know about this place, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm moving to Birmingham and... Yeah. You know, I, I wish I was obviously a little disappointed. I wanted to be near family. Right. Um, but it was kind of a new adventure, and I was actually in a pretty serious relationship at that time. Okay. wasn't sure what was going to happen with that. Okay. Um, so I just sort of said, all right, well, let's go, and came down to Birmingham. Um, and it was a little scary for a while. Because it would be. You know, you moved, and I, I moved when school finished in, in June, and then my residency didn't start until July. So okay. I was there for a month, and didn't know anybody and then that relationship inevitably didn't work out right um, okay so it was just sort of I had never been really on my own in the middle of nowhere knowing no oh, one my goodness you know? and living thousands of miles away from family right right oh my goodness okay so, so you but you were on this career path that was 
I guess it would be new. Like, you didn't dream about this when you were a little girl. No, I mean, it was like, this is happening, so let's just do it, right? And How do you persevere? Well, I'm like, I, I, student loans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, student loans. <laughs> I have to pay somebody that. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, it's just like, you know, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was honestly like a really dark month, honestly. For okay. Me. So, you know, I didn't have any of my friends. I didn't have, you know, a church that I was comfortable with that I that had that family with. And, right. Um, so it was just a really, I had to do a lot of like soul searching, which again, in the moment was really hard. Um, okay. But looking back now, I think made me appreciate things more and again, see his plan for while these things happen. Okay. Um, but I started residency and again, there were five people in my class and first day at orientation, I meet Neil. What? And, and where is he from? He's from Pensacola. So that's how we ended oh, up here. Sorry, super long no. answer to your question. No, but I think um, that backstory is really important because when you met Neil, you had been through a lot. Yes. And he um, he has always been my little light, like my rock, you know, yeah. and I didn't even know it. But when I met him that day, he he was. Yeah. Um, and so we, the group of the five of us, were very close, very, very close, which was yeah. another thing that kind of like got me right back into the swing awesome. of things. You know, it's another thing too that's interesting is, you know, you go to school your whole life, you're in school, you're in college, mm-hmm. you have like almost a, a way to meet friends. And then all of a sudden when you're an adult, you don't have that you anymore. Don't. So it's almost like, how do you meet friends exactly. as an adult? Well, we struggle with that now. Yes. <laughs> so. And then now, you know, having kids and finding friends that yes. understand if you have to cancel last minute exactly. because you got pooped on in the car, right? Exactly. Like, well, and two, I think it's important to shine light on that because it's totally normal. Um, we were just at a party, you, you yeah. and I, with our families a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't realize it until we went to this party, to be honest with you. There were so many different families there of different ages, lots of toddlers, I mm-hmm. would say, but just different ages with their kids. And people were leaving at the most random times just because it was time to go. We were, gonna, we were 10 minutes from breakdown. We've learned now you know, when it, when it's time to wrap things up for everybody else's sake. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, that happened to us too, because our son went to the restroom and I'm like, okay, well, it's time to go because we're not doing this here. We're not doing this at our close friend's house. house. (laughs) As much as I love you, we're not going to do that to you. Oh my goodness. Parenthood is so real. And, um, oh, it just brings out the best in all of us, doesn't it? But I want to, um, go back to you got you and Neil meeting, making that connection and Birmingham and then moving forward to where you guys are now. So we, okay, so we met, um, and you know, we were friends for, for a while, um, kind of while every part of my other life was kind of closing. Um, and then, you know, we ended up weirdly, my point, my apartment got black mold and I had to live somewhere and I ended up moving in with, again, super weird things. Yeah. Um, We ended up moving in and it was like, I was supposed to be there the whole time. Yes. Um, and it was, it was perfect. And so, Let's see. So I guess halfway through my, well, it was, it's two years for residency. So okay. after the end of the first year, um, over that summer, I mean, you go year round, but that summer we got a phone call that my mom wasn't feeling really good. Okay. So we didn't really know it was very vague. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to fly up this weekend. I'm going to go see what's going on. I'll be back. And so when I flew up, um, I met my sister and we went out to visit her um, and found out she had stage four lung cancer what? that had spread. Was she a smoker or she was a signs? smoker, um, younger years. Okay. So I think right after she had me, right. Of course yeah, exactly. and, um, she, she had me a little older at 40. Um, she had stopped smoking. So it had been, you know, 20 plus years that she hadn't, okay. um, not really any symptoms. I mean, 
you know, she, six weeks ago she was playing 18 holes of golf. So really? very, very sudden. Um, oh, and so, so you know, when I was up there, obviously I was expecting her to just be like, you know, maybe she has the cold or you know, yeah. something. I wasn't prepared for something so serious. So um, that was really, really tough. Um, and so, you know, six weeks later, unfortunately, she passed away. So wow. it was almost like too fast to process. Okay. Um, she was the best, though. And she was mm-hmm. such a good role model for so many parts of like being now a mom. I find myself mm-hmm. doing things like her all the time. Right. Um, and then, you know, she had a great you know, her walk with faith was amazing and she instilled that in all, there's four of us. Okay. She instilled that in, in all of us. And, um, you know, even when she got sick, I mean, we were at the hospital and she had her whole like church family was so close and they all came and, mm-hmm. um, there was just something about that, that power of prayer when they were over her. It, it just weirdly made everything okay. If that really? makes sense. There was like a calm. Was it like a peace? A complete peace. And it was, it was almost not even it, just seeing my mom, she was at peace. So wow. like knowing she was at that peace, I think made us feel okay about it. Wow. Um, so, you know, in between that six weeks, I flew back to, to Birmingham and we didn't really know how quick it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's so weird how you have these feelings, but I, I had, like had a dream one night and I woke up and I told Neil, I was like, I have to go. And okay. I was like, okay, is everything okay? And I'm like, I just have this feeling, I have this feeling. I have to go, and so I flew um, and met my sister, and we I flew in late that night, and so we woke up the next morning to leave, and we got a call that she passed before we got there. Oh, my goodness. So that was... And that's real. I mean, those feelings are real. It, Do you yeah, feel that oh way? Oh, my gosh. Ab- absolutely. Like, it was... I just remember even now he'll say, I just remember you like woke up and you looked at me and it was like someone had called you. Like, he asked me, like, did yeah. someone call you? What's going on? I said, no, I, I just know I have to go. Oh, my goodness. And so that was that was kind of crazy, um, yes. obviously. But just having having Neil there, and um, you know, a big thing that that made me draw so close to him is um, he was his relationship with God and and his faith is amazing. Okay, and it's a he was like my crutch for that point, and not oh. even just him, but how he just brought it all together and brought it all full circle and you know, just praying together and having somebody to have that. Because when it's one thing to say all of this, you know, like, oh, my faith and how I believe. And Absolutely. Then when, something, then when something bad happens, that's when it's really hard to say it or yeah. really hard to see that it's there. And know that he's still there and he's still listening and he's still the same God when times were good. Exactly. And and, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I had those moments where I'm like, this isn't fair. Like, why right. is this happening? Like, yeah. my friends all have their moms. And even, you know, planning a wedding and having kids now. I mean... You know, there's still part of me like, why is this happening? Yeah. Um, but again, then it's kind of great having conversations like this with you because, you know, I can kind of step back and say, well, look at this early part of your life where you can look back now and see why he did this and why your steps led you here. here. So, you know, maybe it'll it'll do the same at this point, you know? Yes. Yeah. And having faith and through each season, you've definitely persevered through all the seasons. I mean, it's just crazy how you have, pers- like you've chosen something and then went with it. Well, and surrounding yourself too with, with those kind of people, like my, with my family and with Neil and everybody that can do this together and have mm-hmm. strong faith together. And I think it's, you know, we had that, that moment where you can use it to like tear you apart. And I think even seeing my mom pray and how she was in the hospital, we all decided let's use this together. And there's oh, a yes. reason for this. And that's good. she was so peaceful. Like she really 
looked okay with it and not scared. And, you know, I think that's what made us all feel so at peace with everything. And so, you know, that, that happened and, and Neil and I, um, you know, then it, it was Mother's Day, and he actually proposed to me on Mother's Day, which is special oh, because you guys it, are the sweetest. <laughs> well, I gotta give Holy him credit cow. for that one. Yeah. Um, but you know, it kind of took this day that was gonna be terrible and made it great and it made it amazing. Right. <laughs> That's so wild. Which is which is awesome. Um, and they got to meet each other once before she got sick, and okay. they were like little best friends. Like they were best friends, and. I hate that because he even to this day is like, I know I would be like sitting out back having a glass of wine with, with, with your, your mom. mom. Um, they just hit it off so well. Oh, it was awesome. It was, and I'm so thankful because we weren't supposed to go on this trip and it somehow right. worked out and um, that they got to meet. And, and I remember she had told me afterwards, she was like, I just really like him. I just feel really good when you're with him. She and, said that to you? Yeah. And my mom did not say this. I mean, how often. powerful is that though for you though, as someone who loves and is like encouraged by your mom and all the things that she does for her to say that to you, that probably made a big impact. On- Absolutely. And my, my family means the, so much to me and, um, you know, what they say and kind of looking back now, obviously there's times I didn't listen to them and right. I probably should have. <laughs> um, but the, I, I love that. And I think that's part of why, whether on purpose or accidentally, we're having a big family is yeah. just, you know, they're, um, they mean everything to me and, you know, that's what you have. And, yeah. Um, so when we were getting married, we were trying to figure out where we, where do we want to live? Where do we want to practice? And, um, obviously North Carolina was very close to me. Um, but where I'm from, there were 42 pediatric dentists in, Holy in the county. Moly. So there was a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it. I love North Carolina. I just we both wanted to be somewhere that we were needed, you know, like we've had this gift and we love what we do, but I want to be somewhere where I can really make a difference. Um, and then after, you know, my mom passed, you know, I wanted to be near family because we wanted to have a family and all of his family's here. And his mom really has, she is like a, I have a stepmom, but besides that, like a second mom to me, she, she's just amazing. And I could not ask for a more perfect mother-in-law. So I think that's, awesome to have. Yes. Um, and I, I felt that connection with her pretty quick. And, and so it was kind of after that, and then hearing that there was such a need in, uh, Pen- in Pensacola, right. um, it was kind of a no brainer after that. So, I mean, I can't believe there are only four pediatric dentists here in the area and it's, there are so many kids, so many kids, so many schools. Attend. Wow. So there's a lot, and there's a lot of great, um, general dentists that see kids. Right. Um, but, but we love it. A lot of our residency program, so it's two years after dental school, um, a lot of our residency program was really based on special needs kids, too. Okay. Um, and Neil is very focused, actually, when he was at UF, um, did a lot of cleft lip and palate, craniofacial really? kids. So, okay, I have a question from one of my he, mom friends okay, about good. that. So Because he actually, this week, saw a patient. It's crazy. When he was at UF, they would do, like, taping for cleft palate okay. um, and cleft lip. And I think she came, the dad said when she was three weeks old, Neil met this baby. And now we saw her this week, and she's like a teenager. What? For cleanings. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so, she's like, I have an Instagram now. Well, I know, right? <laughs> she's almost like driving herself. That That's makes you crazy. feel old. Um, no. And the dad's like, I, you know, I told him to bring it next time. Yeah. Um, a picture of Neil holding her when she was three weeks old at the oh, clinic. Oh, amazing. So, um, you know, that was another big reason we wanted to, like, be here, because they didn't have a lot of people that felt comfortable 
right. those kids. And I mean, it's a big deal. As a mom, I want my kid to, I loved going to the dentist as a kid, and I want him to have a great experience as well and have a positive experience. And when I walked in here, I'm just like, I feel good. Like good. I feel, the, the, <laughs> the walls the are yellow. There's dogs on the walls. Like the seats are a turquoise color, like the ocean, the gulf, as right, we call it here. Right. But um, all of that to say, I know you guys love kids and you guys really love kids because <laughs> you guys have had three kids in three years. Yes. So every per- I've talked to all my friends about doing this podcast <laughs> with you and the way I tell them, I'm like, you guys, you're going to love it. I'm talking to a girlfriend who is a pediatric dentist and she and her husband are both dentists. Okay. But then it gets better. Okay. You've had three kids in three years and she like smiles a lot. <laughs> She's happy to wake up. <laughs> she's happy. And, and yeah, you're so nice. So, oh, oh, well, yeah. my kids sleep. I think that's why. That's amazing. Well, that's a huge blessing. Let me she, just tell you. They, um, obviously, we like kids. So we yeah. wanted, a, you know, a family. Um, and then our four-month-old, Hampton, was a little bit of, of God's doing. More than ours. Um, but she's oh. the best and amazing. And he thinks I'm crazy. I would have, like, ten. I just... just really? I love it. I mean, it's the okay. best. I, I mean, you know, no, check, I'm it, check in with me in like six months. But, <laughs> no, it's, but you're um, doing, you have a newborn and you're saying this, so I'm listening. <laughs> it, it, this week, um, we're very, we're very routine people and yes. we're very, like to us, we want, you know, dinner at six o'clock, everybody at the table, yeah. we all say our, you know, prayers together. We yeah. want, that's important to us. And so this week we just, Hampton just got into the um, the little seat next to the table. Um, so we had everybody around the table and it was oh. just like... Like this is this is what it's all about. Yes. And so I was joking with him. I'm like, and we gotta fill this whole other side of the table. Exactly. And he thinks I'm crazy. Of course, he thinks I'm not. What does he say when you say you want more kids? He but thinks he thinks I'm crazy. Does he want more kids? Or like maybe? Uh... I mean, I'll say no because if he listens to this, he'll get mad at me. Um, <laughs> he honestly, he's the best dad ever. Yeah. Uh, he's. I think that's why I want more. Is like seeing him makes me love him even more every day. Yes. He's. This is what he was meant to do. Like I know how there's like these moms that are meant to be moms. Yeah. He is a guy that is meant to be a dad and oh, maybe beautiful. a yeah. girl dad because he's he's just it's it's amazing to watch him it's the most beautiful thing and um so if who knows we'll see what happens well i will we'll say that just listening to you talk about just having three kids in three years and that you guys like routine and just looking forward to moments like that around the dinner table is encouraging because i mean to get to that point you know i feel like you guys have had to work hard for that and you know i've been through a lot and at the end of the day you're like smiling because you're sitting around the dinner table all eating like sitting up you know it's just right half of us yeah, yeah the half the kids don't have pants on exactly. right I mean, it doesn't matter right we, we have decided actually this week that our son when he eats will not wear a shirt he won't wear a shirt. Super smart. We keep the heat on. He's fine. He'll be fine. We live in Florida. <laughs> He'll be fine. He has ruined so many shirts. I'm just like, I'm done with it. He's not wearing a shirt. And the struggle that I'm slowly getting okay with is is letting that kind of stuff go. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not, okay, so the stuff on the floor or, you know, this isn't, this doesn't look perfect. And obviously I still have my days, but that's been the biggest thing of just, it's okay if it's not right. perfect or it's okay if it doesn't look Instagram worthy, right. you know, where you put a story and there's like yeah. diapers in the background. Exactly. You know, there's going to be diapers there. Don't worry about it. Right. It's all good. I think it's just, you know, and I think I have a great group of friends too where that is okay. Like yeah. if you want to bring your kids over, I 
don't have to straighten up because you really are my friend yeah. and you don't care. You know? Exactly. And they love you for who you are. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 So. Yes. Yeah. And we have one mutual friend who's been on the podcast before. Yes. Christina Leavenworth. The best. Y'all go back and listen to it. She's awesome. She is so awesome. She's the one who brought us together. She is. She is. That. She's like a friend matchmaker. Yes. Well, and I don't, do you do Enneagram? I've asked everybody who's been on the podcast. If I do what? It's a personality test Enneagram. No. Well, it's a personality test. It's great. It's fun. It's very positive. Our friend Christina did this and she's a seven and they're just the people who have so much joy and she brought has brought us together in the most unique ways through like a football party at the house or just to get together downtown and um, she's she's like bring the kids you know she's just so come good. over be who you are bring the kids let's go let's have fun they uh, they both are they're so welcoming and they're they're awesome yeah they're like yeah. the the mayor I love yeah, them I know <laughs> they so are good. they are I love them okay yes so um, this is for the mamas we're getting right to it the rapid fire questions um, because I reached out to a couple of girlfriends moms who have kids um, in school toddlers. And they just want to know some of the basic questions about their kids' health, which um, now that we have this friend of the pod, Dr. Allie Simmons, we can ask her these questions. So this is great. Um, Then these will be really quick. Sure, no problem. Do you mind if we run through I love talking about this. And also to our office, I think it's PK Dentistry has an Instagram. And so anytime anybody has questions, shoot them at me. Because part of our job is educating moms and dads and parents and grandparents and the more everybody knows, obviously, the healthier and the better the kids are. So okay. anytime. Save, what's the Instagram? Um, PK Dentistry. Got it. Okay. All right. PK Dentistry. If you're driving, don't look it up right no, now. Not yet. Wait. I see you. Wait. No, I'm just kidding. Wait I don't until you stop. Right. Wait until you stop. <laughs> okay. So here we are. Rapid fire questions. When should parents be looking to take their kids to the dentist? One of the most frequently asked questions. Okay. So I'm the nervous. Answer, no, it's okay. Okay. The answer is... 12 to 18 months. Really? It can vary from when you first get your first tooth. I, I try to do the 12 to 18 months. Okay. So the, the, the answer to that really is about in 2008, we found that the incidence of cavities was kind of decreasing in every age group except for younger kids. Oh my so what we ended up doing was lowering that first age from three to one. And the idea of that is preventing anything from happening, preventing decay, preventing these things with kids and traumas versus having to fix them when we see them at three, four, and five when they already have cavities. Right. So we, the American Dental Association and the AAPD, we changed mm-hmm. that dental age to age one. Um, it just hasn't really gotten out too much. So, oh, let's get it out. Right, let's, <laughs> let's get it out. So, let's you know, it. I'm from Raleigh, so everybody in Raleigh knows age one, you go to the dentist, right. and we're still trying really, really hard in Pensacola, and we have some great pediatricians here that have been on board with us. Right. Um, some general dentists kind of get it a little bit confused where they'll tell parents, you know, four to five, and a lot of times that's where they feel comfortable seeing kids. Okay. Um, but again, the, the big thing is, is at that age, a lot of bad habits have already set in, and unfortunately, a lot of cavities have already started. So right. again, the idea is, is you know, 12 to 18 months, a lot of parents will say, hey, my kid doesn't really have a lot of teeth yet. Why do I even need to go? Oh yeah, mine doesn't even have the back ones in. Right. And so a, a big thing with that is, again, is prevention. So okay. talking to you guys about, you know, brushing at home, a lot of parents ask us about toothpaste. What yes. kind of toothpaste? should I use? Yeah. As, um, answer us that question because that's another one. That one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the, the board answer is, you know, under age two, we can do a grain size rice of, of fluoridated toothpaste twice a day. Okay. And then over that, a green pea size. Um, personally, okay. how I practice is, you know, again, this is why we want to see your kids is each kid is different. So some kids, you know, healthy, everything looks great. Hygiene looks good. Mom and dad are really positive on board. I can tell that they do this at home. 
Okay. You know, you can be a little bit more comfortable. If you want to use water or fluoride-free toothpaste, that's fine up to age two. Okay. Um, then there's these little ones where, you know, they may not be getting a, a ton of, you know, help at home or they may not have a steady home. Um, they may have had more medical complications, um, NICU babies, preterm babies, you know, things like that where we may want to have a little bit of that of that fluoride okay. to help these teeth to prevent cavities from starting. So, again, right. another reason why you want to come in because you don't know which category your little one is. So there's not a blanket answer for everybody. Right. And you were talking about earlier, um, we kept talking about something else, but it, like a light bulb went off my head. You all also see autistic children. Correct. Yeah. And when we were walking around before we started recording the podcast, you said this helps us out specifically with the autistic children. So encourage parents who might have autistic Absolutely. children. Absolutely, so that's a, that's another thing, is we see a lot of special needs kids, um, lots of kids on the spectrum. Okay. Um, we have appointments where parents call and we just bring the kids in and show them everything. We don't do anything that day with the kids. So okay. a lot of it is seeing faces, knowing where we're gonna go. This is what the chair looks like. Um, sometimes they have, um, you know, more of like sensory things, uh -huh. um, you know, with lights and with sounds. So we have headphones sometimes, or, okay. you know, we don't have to use the overhead light. So it's more us getting to know the, the child, the mom um, or whoever brings the child kind of letting us know, you know, what their triggers might be, things that we can do. Um, on our website, actually, we have a first dental visit and we actually have our, one of our little stuffed animals mm -hmm. and we walk him through the visit so they can see this and oh. then this because it's a lot of repetition, a lot of routine, a lot right. of, you know, counting. We're going to do this for five seconds. Um, so sometimes we have them come in just to get to know them and plan for how the first visit's going to go. Okay. But what if, um, this is the, this is, I think this could go with all parents. I am nervous about taking my one and a half year old sure. here sure. and them screaming their head off over something that doesn't even matter. But do you bring them to the pediatrician? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's yep. You're right. So I want to tell you it is, yes. it is normal for them to cry. Okay. We just brought two of our three in. Yeah. And the, the middle one cried. I mean, and they know who I am and they know who dad is. It is completely normal. So that is the one thing. And that's another reason why sometimes the earlier, the better. Okay. Because again, it's, it, it's yeah. not at all. It's never bothering because they always apologize to us. That's what yeah. we do. That's why we're here. I yes. want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you, I want you to be able to ask questions and this is a safe zone. Right. Um, and so that's the other thing is sometimes when we see them at 12 months, you know, we'll do this exam and I'll show you, it's called a knee to knee exam. So pretty much we'll okay. sit like this with our knees We're actually together. doing the exam we're right now. Okay. Wait, it. sorry. I just knocked something. Okay. Here we are. So we're <laughs> sitting and, and if you Google knee to knee exam, this is actually a way that, that Neil and I, when they were little would brush their teeth. Okay. So we'd sit like this. Um, okay. if you had your child, let's say, and they had their legs around you, okay. you would lean their head back so that their head would be in my lap. Okay, so walk us through this again. So uh, you guys are, I know you're listening, but right now, Allie and I are knee to knee, our toes are pointing at each other. Sitting in chairs. Sitting yep. in chairs, facing each other. Okay, mm -hmm. and then, so you, so you would have your child almost like giving you a hug. Okay. Giving you a hug. Yes. And they would wrap their legs around you. Okay, so their legs are around me, kind of like if I were watching TV or something. I would put them around me and they're like laying their head on my chest. You got it. Okay, got yep. it. So they're and then and then what they're gonna do is lay their head down so their head's in my lap and okay. their whole body is laying in your lap. Okay. And then you okay. actually get to hold their hands. Okay. So the cool thing is is it's as little stranger danger as we can do. Yeah. They feel you, they can see you, you right. can hold hands, you can talk to them. Okay. So it's not me just taking your child and putting them on a bench exactly. holding them down. Okay. It's it's we're still get to be with mom. Right. You know, the the whole exam 
we try to go fast, so it's about 60 seconds. So okay. in 60 seconds, you know, we're kind of brushing. At the same time, I'm looking at, you know, soft tissue, bite, development, right. growth, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and then when we're done, we kind of sit them up, and, and that's it. So, oh, my goodness. My son would not mind that at all. It's not bad. And he again, really wouldn't. if they cry, it's, it's okay. This is, yeah. this is a safe place. That's what that's what they're supposed to do, honestly. It's okay. something new. I'm a new person. It's a new experience. Right. It's your normal reaction, right? Yes, but he gets to say in my lap. See, right. I looked at these chairs and thought that, okay. Well, the goal with these chairs chairs is if we do this twice a year then mm -hmm. normally by the third fourth visit they know who we are they right. know the area they know when they come here they're not getting shots they're not getting things that are that are painful and hopefully right. it becomes from the scary thing to something fun and then you know before long they hop up in the chair and now my three-year-old who we did this on a year ago right now she hops up here and gets her teeth brushed so that's, that's right. why you want to start early because again when you're four or five you know what's going on oh yeah you you can't really like pull the one over right <laughs> yeah. so you're gonna you be can't in sit in mom's lap you've got it you got, <laughs> I mean we've, we've done it but yeah, you don't want to yeah um, but right by that point you want them to know that this is a safe place right. and that the, they can trust us and that's what a lot of this is is building trust and that way you know if something happened and we had to right. say like fix a cavity in a couple years well they know who I am they know that I'm gonna tell them what's gonna happen and they can trust me right so that's another that's awesome. big reason why, you know, starting at that 12 to 18 months, they may not have a lot of teeth, but it's guiding the parents, it's guiding the kid and creating this environment where they love right. the dentist their whole life. Well, and checking for cavities. You got it. Because it I does think to it does happen. I mean, that young. Okay. We, but we've I mean, we've done like missions and even here and also in residency on two year olds where every tooth has a cavity. Oh my goodness. Okay, that makes me nervous. Don't get nervous. Okay. Because we'll talk about, we could talk about the, like two or three easy things to prevent that. Okay, can we go into that right now? Sure. Will you ease my <laughs> yes, nerves? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so couple big, couple big things. Um, one, like how popular gummies are. Okay. They could not be worse for your teeth. Really? I don't care if they're all natural. Flip it over, see how many grams of sugar in there. Okay. Sugar is the enemy. Okay. The, the gummies, especially with gummy vitamins being so popular, okay. they kind of work twofold, right? So if you think about it, there's, there's normally sugar in them, mm -hmm. and then they're sticky. So they're getting into the grooves of those molars in the back. Oh, my goodness. And then everything you eat afterwards, it's stuck to it like like that fly paper. Okay. All so right. if we can limit the gummies, again, I'm not, my kids are still fun and normal, I promise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, limiting that if you can. Um, you okay. know, really good snacks for your teeth, obviously, besides like vegetables and stuff like that. Dairy products. So like those little yogurts and things like that. Um, you know, obviously a little bit lower in, in sugar. Okay. Um, but, you know, things like that that aren't going to stick to our teeth. So gummies is a big thing. The other big thing is liquid sugars. So, okay. so juices. Okay. Um, I always tell parents, I'd rather you give them a cup of juice for 10 minutes when you're having lunch versus watered down juice for two hours. Oh, and you know what? Who wants watered down juice that's two hours old? <laughs> well, kids. <laughs> okay. Kids will have anything, okay, okay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the idea with that is is the, yeah. the frequency. So same thing okay. with adults. Like if you have this Diet Coke at your desk and you're sipping it or you're a you know, regular Coke or whatever and you're sipping it over the day, okay. you're reapplying that sugar to your teeth all day. So oh what goodness. happens is it like makes your pH you know sink down and then your saliva tries to bring it back up and then you take another sip and it keeps going down. And when it's low like that, that's when cavities start. So oh if you can with kids, you know, milk, juices, the liquid sugars, um, you know, try to keep them limited to a small amount of time. So again, if you can do water while they're playing, sit down for lunch, then you can have your, your little bit of juice. So they okay. still, they're not put in a bubble, like they can't have any fun in life, you know, right. but well, we're just it's limiting just the, it. It's just a little, yeah, it's just some direction. It's or all good. They, you know, trying the, you know, if it's not the gummy vitamins, try the, the chewables. Okay. Um, or if you're going to do the gummies and that's our thing, try to do it in the morning after breakfast, do that and then brush and go to school. Okay. Um, and then the last thing. 
thing. I'm sorry. But no, this is one of the very important things is a lot of brush or bottle feeding when kids have teeth in, um, okay. especially like uh, at like at night when kids nurse or nursing them to put them to bed. Okay. So um, our milk, cow's milk, all has some sugar in it, right? And so what's happening is we're we're feeding them. Um, normally our tongue kind of protects our lower teeth, but our upper teeth are kind of sitting in that that milk residue. Okay. And if you think about it, at night, um, you know, we don't have any active salivary flow really, so it's just sitting on those teeth and can cause cavities on the front teeth. So, you know, what I tell parents is if you are brush or bottle feeding, um, you don't have to get up and like do the full two minute brushing by any means, right. but keep like a wet washcloth next to you. Okay. And so after they feed, if you can just kind of wipe over those front teeth, try to get a little bit of that excess off. Yes. Little things like that. That's why I always tell parents, again, that 12 to 18 month visit, why it's right. so important is that one little like 10 second step can save you from getting cavities on those front teeth. Well, and two, one of my girlfriends talked to me about she has problem. Well, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it a problem, but she says the best way to get him down. Let's put it that sure. way is to give him a bottle of milk. Well, the bottle of milk stays in the crib overnight, right? And who knows that he's getting up and grabbing the milk. So she had concerns about that. What do yes, you for parents who are going through that? Kind of the same thing, like I just said. So. Okay. You know, maybe try to get to a point where we can do that milk to get them to sleep okay. and then wiping it off and then either taking it out of the crib. Okay. Um, or, you know, if, if you need some sleep and you have something important the next day, yeah. um, another, but if the cold turkey doesn't really work, sometimes watering that, that milk down. Okay. So, you know, just sort of doing 50 50 for a little bit and slowly, you know, going away from it them off. to where they don't want it anymore. So, okay. just kind of finding what works best for you and your family and your child. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Okay, um, any product recommendations for kids? Ooh, these are all really fun because there's so <laughs> many fun things out there. Um, one of my personal favorite, and it's not expensive at all, it's called a banana brush, okay. and it's yellow. It's I've at Target. Seen it. They're awesome. Okay. So the cool thing is, is it's yeah. got like little handles like the banana peel. Yes. So you can get in and kind of brush. It feels really good on gums for okay. teething little ones. Um, it gives them a handle so as they're learning that dexterity, they can kind of hold on to it. Okay. And then you pop it in the fridge when they're teething and they can kind of bite on it and it's okay. fantastic. And you can throw it in the dishwasher and wash it. So really fantastic. It's in the dishwasher. The okay. Yes. Well, I'm going to go get one of those today. <laughs> I always need an excuse they're to go best. to Target. So I think they have pink you. ones on Amazon. Oh, um, oh just even, in case you're yeah. not finding out, right? We're not finding okay. out the gender, but just in case. I'm just, yeah, maybe yeah. I need one. And, if, for, for and if we don't, yeah, for presents. There you go. That would be a great gift. And then this other, my other most favorite yes. things um, are the flossers, the little floss picks. So they make them for kids. Okay. Um, ours kind of look like little animals, but they make them all different ways. And what's great about that, again, it has a long handle on it. So for parents, you can reach those back teeth without getting bitten. Okay, yeah. Um, and then when thing. kids are getting older, again, it gives them something to hold on to to learn that dexterity. Okay. Um, and you can just kind of go right between the teeth. And that's the other big thing. If I can shout it from the rooftops. Let's say age two, when they get all 20 teeth, so those molars okay. in the back come in, they normally touch, start flossing. Start flossing. Even if it's those back four, if your kid's fighting you and you can do the right side today, do the mm -hmm. right side, do the left side tomorrow. Because when we get to a point where we can take x-rays, that is 99% of the time where we see cavities. Really? Between the molars. Is between so the molars. as soon as they come in, start okay. flossing. Because I'm a really bad flosser personally. <laughs> so <laughs> this, is, this is hitting home on multiple levels here. Okay, so I need to start flossing when RJ gets two years old. Okay, this is like, this is, it's not that big of a thing to do. It, these are small things. It's small things, but again, like, 
how I learned, again, it's easy for me because I do this every day, yeah. but the, it's the motherhood, right? It's yes. like everybody tells you these things. It's like, oh, well, I didn't, I would have done that if I knew it, knew but it. no one told me. So exactly. again, it's this. So I don't ever want parents to feel, sometimes they feel so like guilty if their kids have cavities or upset with themselves. And right. it's like, you're doing no. the best you can do. You didn't know. And that's why we're here and we'll take care of you and we'll, we'll figure it out. It's, and there are fun ways to do it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Where we can try to make brushing fun. That's great. Okay. I do. I have um, two more questions. Sure. One, uh, we're like, I'm calling it rapid fire, but we're getting into the I'm details. And it, no, I think it's really good. I mean, I've learned a lot. I have to go back and listen to this podcast and then walk through Target a couple of times. So <laughs> make you fine. a shopping exactly. list. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So any recommendations for treating tongue, lip, cheek ties? This is from a mom friend. Sure. So that... Um, that is something we've seen a lot of lately. Okay. Um, it's it's actually kind of a difficult subject because you kind of have a big span of how people feel about this. So um, there's some lactation consultants that are heavily, you know, they see it and diagnose it. Um, and so a lot of moms will come to us that way. Okay. And then on the other side of the spectrum is pediatricians and a lot of their mindset is, um, you know, fed is best. So if okay. we've found a way for baby to feed, obviously if it's, a very obvious tongue or lip tie, they will send them to us. Okay. Um, but sort of their sense is we don't want to do something to this child that we don't have to do. Again, if they're able to have a bottle, they're getting fed, mm-hmm. let's not mess with the system. So both ways make sense to me. And I sort of live in the middle where I never want to do treatment that we don't have to do to kids. Okay. But I also know that moms have this goal of wanting to breastfeed and I want to try to help them with that and have that bond. Right. Um, so, you know, we we do it here in the office. The, the tough thing about it is a lot of moms we were seeing Dr. Google has been telling them that it's a lip and tongue tie. Yeah. And so we had a lot of people coming to us actually before they'd even go see their pediatrician with us being a problem. And, you know, as, as much as I think I know about lip and tongue tie, that is their realm. They know yeah. so much more about what's going on. Okay. Um, so now we, we, we have them go see their pediatrician first just to rule out any other issues going on because right. with newborns, there can be a lot of other GI things going on or even, you know, mom needs to eliminate some things from her diet. So there can be right. a lot of issues. Oh, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's an right. easy thing right there. You know? Right. But again, I don't want to, you know, put a laser on your child if yeah. it doesn't need to be done. Exactly. Um, but if they do, and there are quite a few that, that we, we see a lot of. And, um, you know, obviously we, we go through a big questionnaire with moms and dads when they're when they're here and ask them about their symptoms of what they're having and, and look at the child. And, um, you know, I, I would say three, four times a week we see little ones that come in and, and really do need to have it done. Um, and honestly, it's not my most favorite thing to do because okay. they're so little. And now yeah. having a little one at home, you know, obviously you you hate making anybody up, up, upset and put them through something. But we normally see them a week later for a follow-up. And then just to see moms, you know, sometimes they just cry. Like, I can finally have this bond and they can feed. And, yes. And they're getting full and we can sleep and we're a family again. And You're really helping people. So it's amazing. Yeah. But I would, I would definitely, you know, um, lactation consultants are fantastic. Talk to your pediatrician. And then, you know, if... if they do think that it's something that needs to be done. It's a very easy procedure. It's a very safe procedure, okay. really, really quick procedure. I would encourage you to um, to to go to um, you know either a pediatric dentist that that does it um, because you don't have to be you know obviously if it's a healthy child you don't have to be put under to do it. Okay. Um, so it is a very easy procedure and and laser is a really great way to go with it. Okay. So okay, that's great. My girlfriend she lives out on 
Okay, I don't want to I say specific. Right. Oh, if I, have, she yeah, has any questions, I'm not going to know. She was curious. I love her to death. Okay. Um, she actually had a lot of questions, so that was a really good one. Um, one of the questions, super specific, a girlfriend is asking about her son's teeth. Now, the unique thing about this question is that her son is a twin. Okay. So the twin is a little girl, and the little girl has pearly white teeth, she says. Mm -hmm. But the son has a yellowish tint, like a stain to the teeth. But she's asking this question for his sake because um, at night, I guess he sleeps with a stuffed animal. Okay. And she's wanting to know, is sucking on that stuffed animal at night, I mean, he has it in his mouth. so And that's what gives him comfort. Is that... Is is that what's making his teeth yellow or giving that discoloration? I mean, how can she remedy? Because the other kid is perfectly fine, like sure. pearly white teeth. Sure. So, this is a tough one without seeing, honestly. Okay. Um, because staining is kind of tricky. There's intrinsic staining, so meaning stain from the inside of the tooth when the tooth was formed that we can't really get rid of. Okay. And then like an extrinsic, so outside staining. So that's more, you know, plaque, food. Um, you know, in adults, the coffees, the wines, stuff like that. Yes. So. You know, that would be the first thing I would want to look at is what kind of stain is it. So obviously, um, you know, we see a, a bunch of twins here, and we yes. do see that a lot with t with twins. So, you know, okay. a lot of things you have to think when you're when you're pregnant with twins. It's a lot of energy. A lot of times they don't make it to that 40 weeks, right? They normally right. take them a lot earlier. Right. So that can have an effect on when these teeth are, are calcifying um, and can change that intrinsic color that where they look a little bit more yellow with one twin than another, and it can happen okay. with both. It can happen with neither, and it can happen with one of them. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, sometimes they're in the NICU for a while. So all of this strain put on our body, these teeth are hardening and calcifying. So okay. there's normally a lot of uh, medical things that go into the intrinsic staining that we see a lot of times with twins. So, okay. Um, you know, then on the, on the outside, it could be, you know, is their, is their diet the same? Is he having something different than she is? Is, you know, um, you know like sucking on this toy, I don't think is really, is causing the staining per se. But, okay. you know, sometimes if you have habits like passies, things like that, it can kind of shift how your bite is. And he may be a mouth breather more than, than she is. Okay. Um, and with that, you know, we can't close very well. And so our saliva can't clean food and plaque off. So it could be yellow from food from plaque. So, okay. again, it, it, I don't think it's just the stuffed animal, right? It is interesting how you talked about the twins, mm -hmm. like how it's different between the two, because I would have, I would have thought, and right. it's fine. We They're the same. Kind, we see all kinds of cool stuff with huh. twins. Even um, we have one of one of our really good friends has twins, and they are so sweet. Um, and it's a boy and a girl, okay. and they ha there's something called a crossbite when your lower teeth are on the outside of your upper teeth. Okay. And so she has it on one way, and he has it on the other side. What? So it's it's really really cool from our teeth yes. side, like as a teeth nerd. Um, but that that is something, you know, with, with twins and even with families, you know, they'll say this one doesn't brush their teeth and, you know, they have no cavities and this one brushes their teeth all day long and they have cavities. So there's so many things that, that, that make up what cause it. And obviously there's genetics, which we don't really have a ton of control over, right? right. Um, and then there's, you know, what we're eating and, and how we're taking care of our teeth. And that's why when you go to the dentist, we always harp on the last two because we have no control over your genetic makeup, right? right. Um, but we can help with the other two, so. Yeah, and you can make it fun. And we can make I, it fun. I keep going back to that, but it's so true. <laughs> well, I, mean, it's, I mean, you got to love what you do. And and we always tell our staff this. And, you know, we were like, if there's ever a day where you pull in the driving, like in the parking lot, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, tell me because this isn't what you want to be doing. And right. I want everyone to feel the way that we feel. And, yes. you know, of course, on Sundays, I'm still like, oh, I want one more day with my kids. But absolutely. Like, I get here and like our patients are amazing and the yes. families are great and it is truly 
what I feel like I'm doing what God meant for me to do. That's amazing. Um, and I'm doing it with the person I'm supposed to be doing it with. Which is just wild. It's <laughs> insane just wild. how I got yeah. here and I still feel like I have so much, hopefully, more to go. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is, it's a it's an awesome thing and awesome life and you know, it's just a, a blessing to do what I do. Okay, I do want to ask you one more question. Yes. Oh my gosh, of you, course. You mentioned before about missions. You've done a missions trip with dentistry. Did you say with missions? So we we have done quite a few. So hopefully after the kids get older, we can do more. Okay. Um, but like I went to um, an Indian reservation, went out to Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. Um, we actually once a year do this thing called Give Kids a Smile. So there's a lot of mission trips that are really dental based. Okay. Um, but what Neil and I were finding is there's so many kids in our backyard that need help. Yes. And so we're trying to like gather all this and find babysitters and we're like, oh my gosh, there's this kid that just came in and they can't afford it. Like, right. why are we going 7,000 miles when our kids need to hear? Right. So uh, once a year we do something called Give Kids a Smile and it's a whole day at Pensacola State College where we do what? free dental care. Oh, um, give me so, more information yes, yes, for our yes. local Pensacola people. Yes, I will. And up. again, that uh, we post everything on our on our Instagram. So, okay. um, you know, it, it's open to anybody. And, and we're there. We have dental volunteers. So we take care of kids. And then Neil and I just do a lot of cases here, too. Um, and, you know, it's just the, the coolest thing. So yeah. we try to do that. There's a Mission of Mercy clinic that, that goes all over Florida. It's um, called Mission of, Missions of Mercy. I'm Mission, sorry. No, it's okay. The Missions. mom clinic. Yeah. So it okay. was here um, two or three years ago and that was fantastic. And so we've kind of found a big passion in helping people here and, yes. you know, the people that we see every day and that you are, it, you know, publics with. And yes. So that's kind of what's really hit our heart is that and then the, you know, the cleft lip and palate kids too so it's okay. kind of a special special thing to us yeah and what time of year do you guys usually do the Pensacola State College so normally um, it just happens the end of February okay end of February so be looking for it for next year you got it when you're thinking about love February 14th be thinking you about you guys as February well. is actually um, dental health month children's dental oh. health month so. oh perfect yep, there you even go. better it's not like we planned that exactly um, and there's some other really awesome um, dental offices that do free for adults and I, maybe kids I'm not sure okay. um, that do free care I know Taylor Dental Advanced Dental care um, okay. or advanced dental concepts a lot of offices actually have their own um, free clinics during the year too so okay. just keep an eye out for all that stuff that's amazing it's, it's a, insightful Pencil is a great dental community it's they've been so welcoming to us um, and it's really great to see that everybody cares about patients the same way that we do that everybody yeah. treats them as if they were their own kids and so I think that's a great thing because you never know with with healthcare, you know, yes. who you can trust and yeah. who's really going to tell you what's going on and what exactly. they really would do if you were the one in the chair. So it's true. Well, yeah. and just you've been so transparent in this interview. Oh. It's been so refreshing and it's been so encouraging. And I love your story, your story of perseverance oh. and just your story of faith and like how you got to this point. It's just wild to me, like from broadcaster to uh, dentist, and this is just like. It, just the way that it all evolved, you really had to have faith and trust in God and make those choices to go in a certain direction and like stand firm in that. And it's just amazing to hear your story. So thank you thank so much. You. I, I'm, I'm so blessed and, and it's just an amazing life that I get to live. So any way that I get to help anybody else out, please feel free to reach out. So yes. And just give everyone your contact information as far as like the best way to reach um, you guys, I know you said the Instagram, um, if you want to yep. plug that again and yeah, just how can people connect with you? Yeah, we're, um, Pensacola Kids Dentistry. So we're on North Davis Highway. 
um, right near Bailey's Farmer's Market. We're actually about three months away from opening a new office across the street, which we're super excited about. Yay! So it's our fourth baby right now. Yes. Um, and so um, Pensacola Kids Dentistry, PK Dentistry on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm on there all the time. So any questions anybody has, please let me know because it's all about taking care of these kids. So anyway, yeah. I can help, let me know. Okay, this was awesome. Yay, thank you. Thank you. This, I, I knew, I, when I was coming in here, I'm like, this is gonna be the coolest interview. Oh, this, this is the this coolest was interview. Last. I love it. This <laughs> thank is great. you. Thank you. I always say at the very end that I just do a special prayer for everyone. Oh, I love that. So, um, I just pray as you go out today and pray for Dr. Allie here and her husband, Neil, and just as they do their practice, Lord, I just pray for everyone listening to this podcast. And I just ask that you decrease us and increase you in our lives, wherever we are, and wherever we're listening to this podcast, know that you're loved and it's going to be a great day. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. I love that. Got a lover, Dr. Allie Simmons is awesome with kids pediatric dentistry in Pensacola, Florida. She so graciously gave us an update after this podcast was recorded to let us know what she's been going through at home and at work through the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. Hey Ricky, it's Allie. Just wanted to call and update you. I know it feels like it hasn't been a long time since we have talked, but the world definitely looks a little bit different. So just wanted to fill you in a little bit on how we've been doing. We have been continuing to redo the building across the street for our new office. There was obviously a little bit of a delay, but we are blessed to have a fantastic team. So it looks like we're a couple months out and by the end of summer, we should be in there. For the month of April, we actually had to close our office down, which was very tough for us to do and very hard to be away from our patients and our staff. We are so lucky to have a great staff, so we've missed them and obviously we wanna take care of everybody and everybody's family. But thankfully, we are now back up and running. Things look a little bit different. Lots more PPE now that everybody knows what that is. And parents have to be in the car so we don't have anybody in the waiting room. Um, Definitely miss hugging our patients and giving them high fives and praying that this isn't how it's going to be for a long time. But if this is what we have to do to keep everybody safe, then that's fine. And we still get to see and interact with patients. So we're very happy that we at least get to be at work and taking care of people. Some of the silver linings I've kind of found with all of this is I've always wondered what it would be like to be a stay-at-home mom with my kids. And it has been the most fantastic thing, but also the hardest thing. Um, We've all been at home together. And I think like everybody else, finding neat activities to do together. Um, Also trying not to go crazy with three kids, three and under. Um, but it's definitely created some memories that I don't think we will soon forget. The other thing that has been something I look forward to every week is my family and I all get together on Zoom calls. So now we touch base once a week instead of around holidays and we really know what's going on in each other's lives where we didn't before. So this is just so wonderful that we hope that we can keep doing this once life gets back to normal. Um, And just kind of on an ending note, you know, a a verse that we've kind of been talking about a lot in our house is from Timothy. And it says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love. And I think that's what's so great that we've been really trying to embrace with all of this is really loving each other, loving our community, loving our staff, loving our patients, loving our family. And I think if everybody can come out of this with that attitude of really taking care of each other and carrying this forward, then that's really what it's all about. Um, And that we've gotten something from something so terrible, maybe it's kind of risen out together. 
Um, but thank you again for such an awesome opportunity to be able to talk to you and spread his word and kind of talk a little bit about our life and hope you'll have a great day. Thanks. Thanks everyone. And we will see you next week, Tuesday for another episode of broadcast his love. We have my friend and best-selling author on Dawn Barton for her birthday book party. It is launching May 26th. So get excited for her. Go ahead and follow her on Instagram if you want to. Dawn R. Barton. And we will talk to you then. Thanks, y'all, and have a great week.